Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host Ellie Gelman and in today's episode we are going to be going over my reactions from the week three of the NBA season. We did this the past two weeks talking about specific players, storylines in the NFL, so we're going to be doing it from this past week. We have three stories to talk about, so let's get right into the episode. Just before we start, just wanted to say that all the stats and all the records of the teams that um, I have in today's episode are going to be from um, Monday. I'm recording this on Monday, January 11th, so um, my stats might not be the most recent because you're going to be seeing this on January 12th. So let's start off with one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch, and that is LaMelo Ball. I think LaMelo Ball is, he, he, I think he's the real deal, and I think he's shown us that. So uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, the third pick in the 2020 NBA draft, he started off the season uh, a little shaky. Um, so in his first game, uh, he scored zero points, um, and in, in his third game, he only scored six. So along with um, not being able to score, he was not shooting extremely well. He shot 0 for 5 in his first game and then 2 for 6 in his third game. But after those first three games, he's, um, I think he's gotten more comfortable playing. Um, and, it's, that's, and that's really shown in his performance. And now he's starting to look like a top three pick. So in his past seven games, um, he scored um, double digits in every single one. Averaging 16 points per game, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, um, a steal and a half, 47% from the field, and I think the most important stat from all of these is 39% from 3. So if you couldn't tell, those are some f fantastic uh, stats and numbers, especially especially for a rookie. But again, as I said, most importantly, he's shooting well. That was the main concern um, for fans, um, for general managers, for other players, that uh, Lamella Ball couldn't really shoot. He had a struggle. He struggled um, uh, shooting, uh, playing professional in Australia. Even though he did win Rookie of the Year, he only sh he shot less than twenty percent from the three point line. So that was the main concern. Um, but shooting thirty nine percent from the field is really really great. Um, and then along with playing extremely well as on a individual level, LaMelo on an individual level, the Hornets um, are 4-3 in their last seven games. So not only is LaMelo Ball playing really, really well, but the Hornets are winning games. Um, and I actually said that Gordon Hayward was probably the biggest, the worst free agent signing in uh, the league this year. Of course, I think I, I still think they paid him too much money, but he's actually playing really, really well. He's averaging 24, plus po 24 uh, points per game. Um, being a leader, a veteran leader for this really young team, and he's playing, um, yeah, and he's being a good leader for Lamelo, and now Lamelo is starting to take off. Um, but I think the only the one the one problem that I have um, and concern that I have for Lamelo Ball um, uh, is that he doesn't really play enough minutes. Specifically, in the first three games, Lamelo Ball only played an average of seventeen minutes a game. I think that that's 
that was a huge, huge problem. If you're the first pick in, not the first pick, if you're the third pick in the NBA draft, you cannot be playing 17 minutes per game. You have players like Anthony Edwards playing 30 plus minutes a game, James Wiseman, 30 plus points a game, Tyrese Halliburton, who's not even a lottery pick, or it was a lottery pick, but a late lottery pick playing 30, uh, 25 plus minutes a game. Isaac Okoro, who is playing 30 plus minutes a game. So you have these rookies who are playing heavy, heavy minutes. And I think it's a, I think it's a waste um, for the Hornets to not play LaMelo Ball. Or I think it's a waste for them to only play him 17 minutes a game. Uh, but that kind of changed. Um, maybe they read my mind, the Hornets, but that has kind of changed. In the last seven games, LaMelo Ball is averaging 28 minutes per game. So averaging 29, uh, averaging nine more minutes on the court. And so that's, that is a great, uh, great sign to see that throughout the season, his minutes are going to be going up. Uh, but the one request that I have for the Charlotte Hornets, if the Charlotte Hornets are listening to this, is that uh, you have to start LaMelo Ball. Again, you put in, you, you not wasted, but you used your third overall pick in the entire draft on LaMelo Ball, the point guard of the future for the NBA and for your franchise, and you're not starting him. These are valuable minutes and games for a rookie. Um, and it, it's not that, and they do have some great point guards on the team. I don't think you have to bench Terry here, but you have to, I think you have to bench Devonte Graham because he's been really struggling, um, early in the season. And last year when he was second in most improved, uh, uh, voting, most improved player voting, he came off the bench averaging 16 and seven, uh, 16 points per game and seven assists per game. So I think that he has to come off the bench and, uh, so LaMelo Ball can be able to, uh, run the offense from the beginning of the game, get those valuable minutes, get those va- that valuable experience that I think is really important for um, a rookie, uh, for really any player. Um, but that's my really only concern. The minutes have gone up. He's playing better, being able to shoot extremely uh, well from the field, specifically from three. Um, and so my prediction for LaMelo Ball as rookie of the year is looking good. If you keep these number up, I projected him with 18, uh, 7, and 7. So hopefully my prediction Hopefully he's able to continue to play like this, and my prediction, um, uh, my prediction is correct. But Lamelo Ball playing extremely well and is going to be a great player for years to come. Now moving on to our second storyline of the year, uh, of the week, and that is we're going to kind of be talking about someone we talked about last uh, week. So with last week we talked about Christian Wood and how amazing he's playing and how he should be and the most improved player, um, most improved player conversation. But I think a player that kind of is ahead of him by a little bit uh, in the most improved player um, conversation is Jeremy Grant power forward for the Detroit Pistons. So I think that, um, so Jeremy Grant this year is averaging 25 points per game, six rebounds, a steal, a block, and shooting 46% from the field and 37% from three. So he's increased his uh, points per game by 13 points. That is a huge, that is a huge jump. Even if it was a five-point jump, that would be a, a lot. But a, uh, but a 13-point jump to averaging over 25 points per game is a extremely impressive. And um, right now, he is looking like the number one option on that team. The Pistons are arguably the worst team in the NBA. They're tanking for Cade Cunningham. Um, but yeah, they're the worst team in the NBA, but he is the number one option on that team. And he's playing like... He's playing at an all-star level, I think. I don't think he's going to be an all-star because um, people like that, uh, people with, uh, not, not people, but players that are that don't have such a flashy name, um, even though they might have better stats than, let's say, 
um, someone like a Zion Williamson or a, or Chris Tapps Przingis, uh, they don't have the flashy name. They don't have the name that's going to make the league the most money and uh, get the most viewers. So they most likely will not make the All-Star game. But I think Jeremy uh, Grant has been playing extremely well. He's looking like a great, great player. And that was I think that was one of the main concerns I had this offseason for the Pistons. I think the Pistons arguably um, are one of the worst franchises um, in recent years. Uh, they have not been able to win anything, make the playoffs a few times. They waste so much money on uh, free agents and on players. They signed Andre Drummond to a huge contract, but then traded him away for Brandon Knight. They traded for Blake Griffin. Uh, gave him a huge. He already had a huge contract. Uh, they gave Jeremy Grant a huge contract, but that one actually worked out. He's looking like that contract is worth it. Being a great, great player, um, I think that as we saw that he, I think he would be a great player on a contender. Uh, the Lakers, the Rockets, uh, the Clippers, uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, Raptors teams like well, not the Raptors. They're kind of struggling, but teams like that that are um, as we saw that he he was a great. Um, he was a great not bench player, but great. Uh, Great role player for that Nuggets team that actually won, uh, that actually beat the Clippers. So I think, uh, but he's really coming into his own as the number one option on that Pistons team. I mean, he's playing extremely well. And so right now he is my pick for most improved player. I did pick Michael Porter Jr., but he's actually um, not been played, not has not has not played the past two weeks because of COVID. Uh, so yeah, Jeremy Grant's my new, I guess, prediction just with the point increase is just uh, amazing. So yeah, Jeremy Grant playing extremely, extremely well. Uh, and yeah, uh, moving on to our last one, and this is kind of the bigger one of the of the episode, and that is we're going to talk about Steph Curry. So I think right now, Steph Curry, for the, uh, for the three weeks that the NBA is going on, he is the MVP of the league. Yes, the most valuable player of the entire NBA. So before I explain, I want to uh, just... Say that I don't think he's going to win. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's going to win because they will not have such a good record. Uh, but he should win. Uh, not just he's not the MVP now. I think that he's going. He 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 will be playing like this at the end of this year. I mean, he should win, but he's not going to. Um, so this season, coming off a broken arm, which he broke, of course, last season, Curry is averaging twenty nine points per game, five rebounds, seven assists shooting 43% from the field and 37% from three, um, along with one steal. So those are, of, those are amazing, amazing numbers. They're not like his all-star, they're not like his back-to-back -back MVP numbers. Uh, they're similar, but not, um, uh, not exactly the same, but still amazing numbers, uh, 30 plus, uh, 30 points per game, five rebounds, seven assists, and shooting over 35% from three, which is extremely, extremely impressive. Uh, but the biggest um, but the biggest, uh, I guess you could say, the, the biggest thing is that their team, the Warriors roster, is basically the same uh, that they had last year. Um, so while they, when they, what they had last year, when they went fifteen and uh, fifteen and fifty, uh, so they did draft James Wiseman. Uh, they did trade for Kelly Oubre, but he's not really helping them so much. He's shooting thirteen percent from three, um, and Draymond is healthy, but again. He, I think people kind of overrate how much of an effect he has on the game. He plays really great defense, but he's a liability on offense. Um, and so, yeah. So I don't think their team got so much better. Um, of course, Wiseman is a is an amazing talent, and Draymond Green, of course, plays a big effect in how that team plays. But they basically have the same core. Um, and so that was the team without Curry, and they had the worst record in the league. But now with with Curry, they're 6-4, and four, 
in their in their in their first ten games of the season, and they're fifth in the Western Conference. And it's not that you're just playing weak opponents. They've beaten great teams. They've beaten the Clippers, and and in that game, Curry had 38 points, 11 assists, and nine threes. And then they beat the Blazers when Curry had his uh, most points in a game ever with 62 points. And then he again beat the Kings, who I think have a good team, are just young, um, and they and he had 30 points then. So Curry is single-handedly carrying this team because if he wasn't on the team this year, they would be probably 0 and 10, and last, excuse me, and last in the NBA. So he's carrying them. I think that he should be the MVP um, of the uh, of the league. And th- and this gets into the conversation of what is the MVP. I believe that the MVP has turned into the best player award. There's no way I want to. I did an episode like this uh, when they were talking about who's the MVP: LeBron versus Giannis. There's no way that you can say Giannis Antetokounmpo for the past two years has been the most valuable player in the NBA because that team has some of the best bench players and some of the best role players, um, not not ever, but on the roster. They have Dante Givincenzo, they had Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton is an all-star. People don't give him enough love. He's a 50-40-90 guy. He's one of the best shooting guards, small forwards in the NBA. So I think that team, especially in the East, that team would have made the playoffs. Um, and yeah, so I don't for that reason, I don't think Giannis should have won it this year. I think it should have been uh, Harden or LeBron because I think LeBron, if we're going to be real, I talk about this with my friends all the time, that he has to win it every single year because you see what happens. He left after he, when they um, made the finals his last year in Cleveland, um, his first stint in Cleveland, then he went to Miami. They did not make the playoffs the next year. They had a lottery pick the next year. That's the power of LeBron. And the same thing with his second stint in Cleveland. After he after they made the finals and then he left to go to the Lakers, they didn't make the playoffs again. They had another lottery pick. So I th- they had a top five pick. So I think that LeBron is the most valuable player of every single season that he plays ever. And I think that this year it should be Curry because this team without him would be so terrible. Um, and so they, ha- and, but that's just not what the award is. And I think that's upsetting for a lot of players and for a lot of fans. But uh, Curry should win it, but he's not going to win it. Um, so yeah, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening we're gonna be doing this again next week with my week four storylines and reactions so make sure you subscribe and click the bell so you don't miss that video make sure you like the video it helps the channel grow a lot follow me on apple Podcasts, um uh, spotify and on twitter thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye